I will definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big sharp it up. Okay, you know what? Wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Mr. Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's how we end the week here on the Pensacola Morning News. I invite a couple of friends here into the studio, and we just kind of talk about the week's events, like we're doing it over beers or coffee or in... Um, Josh's case, a giant hydro flask of what? That's water. Oh, okay. You got to stay hydrated. <laughs> it's a hydro flask after That's all. That's right. So sure enough. Uh, Josh Newby is the executive director of the Council on Aging in West Florida. Good friend. We were in Leap together and since then. Um, though he won't admit it to his friends, I'll tell my friends I'm friends with you. And uh, I brag that I know the <laughs> local it. media personality. So I'm dead silly. serious. Uh, Blake Barkley is a name you have not heard in eight years because eight years ago, during the 2016 election, he was our intern. And he was at Gulf Breeze High at the time. He then um, went to the 2016 nominating committee for the Republicans, and we had him as an, a field reporter there giving us reports. It was great. Since then, he has gone on to Harvard and come back, having graduated from Harvard. He worked at Axiom as well, which is a Republican political consulting organization, and he is now just back in Gulf Breeze for a little while, applying to law school. Blake, welcome back on the uh, Pensacola Morning News. I'm glad to be here. No, it's great to have you. So, Quick question. Feel free to not talk about it if you don't want to, but um, obviously Harvard was big in the news over the last couple of months with the issues of anti-Semitism on campus and the eventual uh, loss, I guess. She's still on staff, so it's not really lost, but of the president over these issues. As a student at Harvard, what's your perspective been on either that incident or the overall trajectory of the college? You know, I think we've seen this rise in anti-Semitism among the really progressive left building on these, you know, college campuses that have become bubbles of one perspective. Mm-hmm. And when I was a freshman, we had an issue that didn't achieve national news, but it was a huge issue on campus whenever I was on the student government and uh, the Palestinian Solidarity Committee wanted to bring a speaker with a history of anti-Semitic comments. And so these issues have been building for years, and now I just think it's reached a point after the events on October 7th in Israel where people are paying more attention. But this is not news to anyone who's been paying attention to what's been going on at these uber-liberal university campuses for years. It's not some small, sudden shift in tone. It's been a dramatic direction for a long, long time. Uh, Josh, um, I don't know. we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. What what grabs your attention today? You want to talk about the... um, the Supreme Court hearing yesterday or the day before uh, for the abortion proposition or Trump. You guys want to talk about Trump? Anybody want to talk about Trump? We've, I've been mentioning it all day today. Let's let's start there and get it out of the way. Okay. Well, you have to. The Supreme Court, yeah. in my opinion, is going to is going to tell Colorado you can't have disqualified him. It's going to be past the deadline, so it won't be it won't matter. He won't be on the ballot, I think, in Colorado. But forty nine states, he will be on the ballot because this is a genuinely terrible, ridiculous, non constitutional effort to take out a presidential candidate my opinion mm-hmm. but based on the read of the supreme court i think they're going to agree with me maybe even nine to zero i have i have one comment and one question my comment is that yes there are too many um questions that this ruling would seek to answer right and to, too little precedent for john roberts to want to open that political thicket he's not a dramatic change kind of guy correct my question is it because you listen to oral arguments far more than i do all two hours yesterday it was a good time <laughs> 
I feel like the Supreme Court should just decide on the facts of the case. And I know that stare decisis is very important, but they seem to talk yesterday a lot about implications and a lot yeah. about ramifications yeah. and less about the facts of the case. Yeah, well, they don't – I mean they barely talked about whether he – Participated in, in an insurrection. Uh, the lawyer for Trump denied it, right, and said it was not an well, insurrection. It was said a riot. That he hasn't been convicted. Yeah, right, right. And or, so, or even indicted for it. But I don't. I, I think that this is one of those. It's going to take winning on like six different issues mm-hmm. for Colorado to win. Right. Any one of those they lose on, and the Trump's lawyers win. And I think the question of whether he committed an insurrection or supported an insurrection is almost irrelevant to the overall analysis. Blake, what did you think? By the way, uh, just keep your mouth right in front of the mic. That'll pick it up. There you go. Uh, I listen to oral arguments, too, and I see no scenario where the Supreme Court uh, agrees with Colorado, especially after Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who's one of the most liberal justices, uh, basically said, you need to give me a reason to side against democracy, and you haven't. Mm, right. And it's, it's just pretty damning the way that they've spoken. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, the only question mark is whether Justice Sotomayor agrees with it. But Agreed. Cause, it's cause either 8-1 Elena or 9-0. K- yeah, right. Elena Kagan was clearly yeah. like, what are you doing? You can't let one state decide an election like this. It's crazy. Yeah. I hope and, it is. I hope it is 8-1. I hope there is a dissent because I think it would be an interesting dissent to read. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think this is, this is a political question mm-hmm. that they're seeking a judicial remedy for. No, I will say, and I just, I want to bring this up because, you know me, I'm fond of rejecting and criticizing bad patterns of reasoning. It's like my favorite thing in the world to do. And um, there has been an argument throughout this whole conversation that is a terrible argument. And it's the argument that somehow you're thwarting democracy to disqualify a person from the ballot. This is the argument that Trump supporters have made again and again and again. The Mm -hmm. people want to vote for Trump. It is thwarting democracy to disqualify him from the ballot. And what I have said is, Look, um, 31-year-olds can't be president because we have rules. Right. You can't run for a third term, even if everybody wants you. We have rules. And if you're not a natural-born citizen, we have rules. Right. And so it's a dumb argument to say you can't have disqualifying features on principle, especially for Trump, who has made such a big deal out of raising the failure to be a natural-born citizen of people he opposed politically like Obama and now like Nikki Haley and other people throughout the years, he's made the argument that people ought to be disqualified right. for technical True. reasons. So he of all people is not able to make that consistently. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's Trump. I mean, what are you wanting intellectual okay. consistency I from mean, him? I mean, no one says that Trump makes great arguments, but <laughs> his right. biggest benefit is that his opponents also make terrible no, arguments. In, in this <laughs> case. That's in exactly case, right. Yes. You know, I do want to say this, though. I thought it was fascinating. I don't know if you heard this on clip. Nikki Haley um, has been claiming that the, uh, the the Nevada caucus primary right. nonsense, that it was rigged. Mm-hmm. And when I hear her say that, what I hear is, ooh, I don't know if you should say stuff like I said, that. I thought that exact thing. That's that's the word. But but what's funny yeah. is Trump says that like it's just Tuesday about things. He's And we don't think anything of it because he's so conditioned us to be – Oh yeah, everything's rigged, and that's just what he says. And so, but when somebody who doesn't abuse language that way says mm-hmm. it, it kind of like, ooh, you know, it's almost well, like a swear we, word. We hold them to a higher standard, and that's sort of the magic of Trump is that he has made his own standard that shifts yeah. each and every day, and his supporters shift it alongside him each and every day. And so, when someone like Nikki Haley, who I think is a worthwhile candidate, makes a minor mistake, all of a sudden that's held up as a disqualifying right. feature. Right. Uh, and he, 
She says rigged and people think it's a big deal. He calls her bird brain. <laughs> On Truth Social, calls He's her bird good with brain. Insults. I mean, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever. That's just that's just him. Well, I think the thing is that no one's surprised by the things that Trump does because mm, we right. know who he is. It's price yeah, the only thing that bothers voters is when they're surprised, and that's what. Whenever I was running political campaigns, we said all the time, "Just don't surprise them." Mm. Um, and so we get surprised when Nikki Haley says something like it's rigged. We don't get surprised. We, we'd be more surprised if Trump said it wasn't rigged. So <laughs> then why? Then maybe why, that would if he's, bother if He could some really people. unnerve people by praising <laughs> his opponents and building them up and showing civility. That would be the yeah. thing. We'd be like, what happened here? The brand's defecting. <laughs> so to that point, why was Biden's press conference last night? It was not a surprise, but it was upsetting. Did it say the quiet part out loud? Is that... Is that what it you was? I think there's been some kind of gentleman's agreement in Washington where yeah. we're, they're not, you know, our leaders aren't going. We see political commentators talk about it all the time, but we really don't see so many politicians and political figures well, address his declining yeah. mental state. I mean, Mitch McConnell can't exactly come out and say that's Biden's true. got problems mentally, right? So, yeah. But no, that's a good point that, like you said, the gentleman's agreement that nobody's going to talk much about it. It's and when, shattered. And then when, <laughs> when this report so damningly repeats mm-hmm. the things that all the rest of us think, and then he, I don't, who, who, who told, told him, him to do this do press that? conference? And then who told him to come back to the oh, God, podium? God, stay your statement and leave. Oh, my Lord. Well, I saw, uh, it was I, bad enough in what he just said, and then the yes, answering of the questions was yes. cataclysmic just, for him. Some of the worst things I've seen are from... Biden's orbit, where in Axios today, you know, an anonymous advisor said, "Who let him go so late at night?" It was 7:45 p.m. <laughs> I mean, that's late for me. That's an hour before my bedtime. I, look, I'm not at my best at 7:45 either. Who <laughs> <laughs> let him go at 7:45? Uh, 8:45 here on News Radio 92.3. Uh, we got Blake Barkley here in studio with me, and uh, Josh Newby. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Spence Cole Morning News. The Wrap. Uh, Jake has got traffic on the fives. Okay, I'm not seeing anything out there on it. Man, I'm so glad you guys aren't calling on me this morning. I feel so intimidated by you guys. <laughs> Just want to say. Um, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. No slowdowns on Cervantes. Bayfront Parkway checking out uh, without any delay. Looks like Caroline Street and Milton is good. Also, uh, 98 is clear from Navarre into Gulf Breeze and Pensacola, Three Mile Bridge, not showing any delays. If you see anything out there, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437 1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, giant flags. God. Is- <laughs> Are you a supporter? I heard your transgressors this morning, and one could be mistaken for supporting this performative patriotism. <laughs> I was writing the transgressors last night thinking to myself, People are going to be very confused about what I really believe about this issue. And I thought, good, good. Let's make them think I, a little I, bit. Let's work it through. Absolutely Because, Because, okay, so I, I find myself super conflicted. I said this before. I find myself super conflicted. Because um, I believe in the monuments. I believe in the awe-inspiring things. I believe there's going to be a giant flag at the Chappie James Memorial. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the giant flag is not free. Sure. I don't know how much money's going for the giant flag. I never, didn't call Chris Doso to find out, but I would guess the addition of the giant flag has got to be running forty or fifty thousand dollars plus flag replacement. They're gonna have to replace that flag a bunch. It's maybe not two hundred or whatever, but you know. Yeah. And nobody even bats an eye at that because it makes sense. We're putting up a plane. We're putting up a statue. Right. We're putting up a flag. It's cool stuff. Why is James Calkins' proposal of an enormous flag? I think best on I ten. Why is that so preposterous? And I use the examples of 
the Washington Monument. Because it, it occurs to me that I'm sure, I am sure that people at the time of the Washington Monument, how dare you waste money on such a frivolous thing that sure. has inspired millions of people? How dare you waste money on something as stupid as a goal, as an arch in, in, in St. Louis? And, and yet that's the point is, if it weren't coming from him, if it, if it had been like, you know, Colton, Right. Who proposed this or somebody in private individual had proposed this. We'd all be like, that's the coolest thing ever. It's because it's James Calkins. I, I think two things. I think A, yes, because it is James Calkins. But B, it's it's a flag. It's common. It's pedestrian. It's just a flag. If it were a monument, if it were something more. I'm so, sorry. Sorry, Bob Tyler. <laughs> if it were more artistic or, or, or intentional. Or strategic, then yeah. But a flag is the lowest common denominator patriotic display you can think of. There's no intentionality behind it. I mean, look, he says— I'm an artist, Andrew. In in the commission meeting, he made the comment, I'm driving on 98 and I see the Camping World flag, and I get inspired for a sec. I do too. And this one would be even bigger, seen from farther away. It'd be the kind of thing like—and I think of monuments that are on roadsides all over the country, and you see the giant Jesus or the giant cross or the whatever— Okay. I mean, I think you would. What? I think you would notice this, and it'd be neat. I'd be inspired if the average cost of a home in Santa Rosa County wasn't you there. Know, you go, rising right. over See, half a million I, dollars. I, I, I feel like maybe enough. that's what he should be focusing on. But, but okay. this is TDC but, dollars, but, right? But what does the Bible say? You'll always have the poor with you. But, well, explain. I mean, someone, no, seriously, someone. Let me. <laughs> right. Someone explain. I'm finally getting to be my stereotypical liberal. I love here. it. Somebody explain how a flag is inspiring. Define that term inspiring for me. You're driving down the road. You see a flag. You're inspired? Is that the word you want to use? Inspired I to would, what? Yeah, I would you say, lost me. Inspired to what? <laughs> yeah, I'm know, saying man. like <laughs> we're, we're conservatives, brother. <laughs> inspired to what? We love what? the country, Josh. Sorry. No, it's just it, – it's a it's all the things you feel when you look at the flag for me. Which is what? Well, that's what I'm asking. Positive, uh, grateful – Humbled, I think of sacrifices made on my behalf. Freedom, yeah. the the premier place we have in the history of the human race. I mean, I I feel all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, thousands of people have died to lift that flag in other countries in the sure. name of democracy, and, and in our country, and the things we've done to facilitate democracy around the world, or human rights, or women's rights, or you know whatever. Those things all make me proud of a country that has massive flaws, but is still the country I I'm, love dearly. I'm not one of these America-hating liberals. Let me. Let he's me, really not. I'm really not. He's but, playing but one am, good today, but, but he's I, not really. But I am genuinely curious. Uh, genuine, good faith question. You feel all those things every time you see an American flag? I feel a, a, a hint of all of them, yeah. Interesting. You too? Yes. It's, okay. If, if somebody put up an enormous, uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, trying to think of an example of a, I don't know. Uh, city of Pensacola flag. Yeah. Or the state of Florida flag, eh, See, big, I think big those piece of things, big piece of fabric. I think those means things, not means very little to me. You put up a big American flag and it's flapping in the wind. I see it. I notice it. I'm I can't stop looking at it. I'm excited about it. I'm just all of that. See, I guess to me, I I I, I, th- I think those things when I see like the Statue of Liberty or something like that. But I guess to me, and maybe it's living in the South, you see an American flag every ten minutes. It just becomes common. Okay, I, I mean, I I get where you're coming from. So you you celebrate the icons. You just think this is a Weak icon. This is a pedestrian icon. You know, I'll tell you, here's the other thought I have about this. Um, it comes from the Christian world. There's this a long-standing fight between the sort of, um, I don't know, ornate high church concept sure. and the, not low, but, you know, the more common church concept. And the high church concept gives us stained glass windows and cathedrals and choirs and massive, you know, pipe organs and all of that. 
And the alternative gives us the basic sanctuary. It gives us functionality. Right. You know, where we don't waste money on those kinds of things. Now, I am not a member of any kind of high church tradition, even though I come from the Methodist church. It's kind of medium high church. Um, I'm I'm always going to be that guy's like, man, we should be helping the poor with this money. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't be paying pastor salaries and buildings and all that kind of stuff. But I will tell you, I love me a cathedral, and I love a stained glass window, and I love art. And there's something transcendent about being in that that connects you easier to God than being in, you know, the cafeteria at the school. God bless the churches that start in that situation, but that's not transformational for my spiritual sure. person. So mm-hmm. I I think of all of that stuff. I think, you know, is it a waste of money or is it something that connects us to values that matter and you know, raise our spirits? I agree with that perspective. I still don't want the flag. <laughs> <laughs> it, we're all in three separate camps here. I know, I love it. It's really good. <laughs> Four, three, seven. So, and and I really, I'm so bothered by the fact that it's Commissioner Calkins. Because you support it otherwise? Because we can't have the conversation honestly. Sure. Because you know it's performative it's on his part. absolutely right. a stunt. It is 100%. I mean, the, he got elected by carrying a shotgun on his shoulder in right. one Facebook ad. It's ridiculous. I mean, come on. Yeah, I agree. Everybody knows. But, and here we have again, it's election year. We'll look at, you know, what's the latest thing right. I can trope out. Right. And, you know, but anyway. Uh, different <laughs> question. <laughs> that was so much fun. Milton. Scott Collins who I have celebrated and I consider a very sh- smart, sharp, Agreed. good character guy. The knock on Scott coming in was, well, he hokey-pokeyed us the first time. Is right. he going to stick around? And and here we go. And I, I, I think he was doing good work. And there's nothing surprising. Milton's not a surprise. This is a known quantity going in. So why has he suddenly decided, oh, no, this is bad? No, Sherlock. I mean, you knew that going in. I'll take this one. <laughs> I, I, I think, caught Blake's speech. I'm sorry, Blake. I, I, Milton, I, I draw a lot of an, um, similarities between Milton, this, you know, city council and obviously Escambia County Commission. I, I think that maybe I'm going to defend Scott Collins. I think that he went into it under the good faith assumption that he really could affect change. I've seen this in my own organization because my predecessor was there for a long time. You come in really believing that you can affect change, and it's not until you're on the inside that you mm-hmm. see all the institutional pressures. Oh, yeah, there's massive momentum. It, even in even in a city council or city administration that's the size of Milton. Yes. Massive institutional resistance to change, of and course. It, and it takes a couple months to realize, okay, maybe – this is more than I bargained for. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, city council, I mean, that's we, no, no We often pick. look at politicians, Blake. They go to D.C. and they promise big things. They get there and, you know, five months later, do you not remember what you said? Well, it's daunting mm-hmm. to make change, right? Yeah, it's always easier to be a candidate or he's a city manager, so applicant for a job than it is to be a governor or, like, someone in charge of legislating. And, and I kind of made – I've constantly made the comment. I'm like, who would want this job? Right. Do you not understand what this job? Well, right. you know, a little bit of naivete, you know, a little bit of exuberant optimism, and a little bit of, you know, I'm I can fix it. And you get in there, you're like, oh my god. You I know? think it's an interesting what? comparison between um, Janice Gilly and Wes Moreno. Oh, someone who yeah. tried to change the system. Yep. I think in good ways um, versus someone who is working within the system in maybe less dramatic but similarly positive ways. Right. I mean, Janice clearly came in, Escambia County Administrator Janice Gilley, clearly came in the darling, at least of Stephen Barry at the time, and the others were all excited because she's a fabulous person. I love Janice dearly. Mm -hmm. Uh, She comes in and she's a deeply committed, 
you know, she's a pragmatist, but she's an idealist too. She wants to get things done and get them done right. And, you know, what she discovered is that nobody else was on board with that. Yeah. Uh, not of the three votes that mattered. Right. And so they got rid of her. And now Wes is much more of a, well, okay, so these are the parameters I can operate in. Here's what I can do. And I'm not going to rock the boat enough to get myself fired, which is, you know, ultimately you got to yeah. keep the job to be able to influence it. Yeah, it's a cha- I mean, that's all challenging stuff. Yeah. Uh, 856 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? Well, I don't have any traffic info. Our roadways are clear this morning. No major accidents or slowdowns to report. I do have one thing on your conversations, though, about the flag. You said, uh, Josh, that, you know, the American flag is the, the lowest common denominator, the most pedestrian, you know, symbol, right? Yeah. Have you seen the t-shirt selection at Walmart? That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's all I got. I'm out, folks. I I think maybe uh, Trump's advertising campaign has slightly lowered the uh, Uh, the brow on that. All right. So um, we have barely talked. I I feel like, oh, yeah, there's a Super Bowl. Yeah. Weirdly. I don't know why I feel that way since it's been in all the news, not just the NFL stuff, but obviously Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Sabrina Singh from the Pentagon actually came out yesterday and said that the Taylor Swift is not part of a Department of Defense psychological (laughs) operation. Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah. If anything, you're giving you're, you're giving oh, the cons- conspiracy. That's grants. like dream fodder for Alex Jones types. I mean, what are you doing? What? Do you, what? Do you, uh, Blake, are you a football fan at all? I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I, oh my goodness! Same. Okay, Man, so I asked my wife. Uh, sorry, did <laughs> I, I like Travis? The, did I peek the mic right there? Um, a little bit. I it's asked okay. my wife last night who are the Chiefs playing. <laughs> So. <laughs> Can I tell you, as one of your closest friends, I uh, 100% believe that's a question you asked, yeah. Caitlin. And and honestly, it, I wasn't trying to like put her on the spot. I was I was genuinely you curious. You were just trying to learn. Hey, who, Better who than Google. Let's playing. see what that's happens right. here. That's right. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> you're both. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Well, we can't really have is that this conversation. Is Taylor Swift segment now? I guess it is. I, I guess They're it is. They're playing the 49ers, aren't they? That's right. <sighs> yeah. That just hurts I don't right care. there. Well, the I don't care enough teams. unless the Saints are in it. So do, you, do you watch the Super Do either of you watch the Super Bowl? I, I, I watch football. I just I don't care enough about either of these teams, oh, okay. but I'll just lean on Travis Kelsey, I guess. So halftime show, whatever's going to happen with Taylor Swift in the Usher, commercials. Usher, right? Usher is the halftime show? I think, yeah. Usher, yep. baby? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I think, I think right. that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I had to think yeah. about it for a second, too. So, uh, <laughs> last, last thing. Um, I asked Jared Moore this morning, who said he has put in his appointment mm-hmm. uh, request to be put on District 4 for to replace Robert Bender. And I asked him the question. I said, um, so, you know, the county commission is a bit of a fixer-upper. <laughs> yes. yes. Why, why would you want to leave what's working at the city council and go be in that environment that has been so very toxic for so very long. And he said, I, I believe I can help. I believe I'm the right guy. I, I feel like I have an obligation with my experience, and uh, I think I can make a difference and maybe make it better. And I thought, <laughs> he, he He is a friendly guy. He's a guy you want to like. I think him and Kohler, granted, they'd be in the minority. They but would. I could see him and Kohler really introducing well, so some the, the challenge is going to be how do you operate in that environment and not just become another enemy of the three who control the vote that's going to be the challenge sure and i mean if anybody can do it maybe he can i think I so you know I, w- I would hope and maybe persuade back i mean time will tell that's right blake barkley and josh newby thanks guys you guys were fantastic thank you you're listening to news radio 92.3 wnrp golf breeze milton pensacola